Kum learning a black mother, which say is in Chastaida, that Kuf Dalit Amr Aleph, we are learning about the passing of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, so the very top line, right in the middle line. Ahu Yaimer on that day, the Noch Nafshi, the Rabbi passed away, Gozru Rabbonon Ta'anisa. The rabbis decreed a fast, Ubo Rachmi, and they were asking, they were saying to him, and the Amri, they said, Commander Omar, anyone who's going to declare that Noch Nafshi, the Rebbe, anybody's going to inform us that Rebbe passed away, Yidoke Bacherev, we're going to stab him with a knife. They don't want to hear such news. But more than that, Rabbi Yaakov, anyone to say, the reason why they said that is, so since nobody can tell, inform them that Rebbe passed away, so they couldn't bury him, and, and, and therefore they were convinced that the Abish is not going to let him pass away, Rabbi Yudanasi, nobody's going to bury him. So it was part of a ploy. Slika Amsei the Rebbe, the maid of Rebbe, went up, where a Kuvdalid Amen Aleph, about four lines from the top. This is still continuing the saga of Hidanasi passing away. The maid of Rebbe, who was a very um, knowledgeable woman, went eagle to the roof. Amra, she said, El Yoinim Rebbe, it seems that above, there's they want Rebbe Hidanasi, but we below want him. Yiratsen, I wish. Those below should override. Those above. She noticed how many times a day Rabbi Yudha Nasi went to the bathroom. In other words, he had, he had problems with diarrhea and he, and he had all kinds of intestinal problems. He would remove it, film, put it back on. And even though generally if somebody has some strong diarrhea, they wouldn't wear film, as Gemara says a few times. But Rabbi Yudha Nasi was very careful and therefore he wasn't the issue. But he had to take off film and put it back on and cause them pain. Now, what exactly is the pain just putting it on and taking it off, or is the pain more of a, of a, I guess, an emotional pain that he constantly had to remove his children? That bothered him. Amra, anyway, she saw that Rabbi Yudanasi was a pain. Now she said, and I wish I wish that those above should win against the below. And will have it, and knows that I wish Rabbi Yudanasi passes away. But the rabbis continued saying to him, and therefore he wouldn't pass away. She took a jug, she threw it down from above to the ground, and it shattered and made a lot of noise. For a second, they stopped davening. And that moment, the passed away. The Ran and the Dorim, and based on this, is a whole discussion. She davened that Rebbe should pass away, and she was a very special woman. So obviously what she did was right. So the Ran says, you're allowed to daven, if somebody's very sick, you're allowed to daven that they should pass away. And then there's a whole argument, how far do we take that away regarding removing, you know, uh, taking medicines away from a person who's, who's, who's dying, or um, taking a shutting down the machine, all that, all that kind of stuff is all based on this little Gemara here and the Gemara in the dark. So the Gemara continues, so what happened? Um, and Rebbe passed away. Meanwhile, <clears throat> go have a look how Rabbi Yudanasi is doing. Our Philis working. Ozli went, Ashka, he found the Noch Nafsha. He found that Rebbe passed away. Now he couldn't go back and tell them because he made a vow. So he, did, he, he, he ripped his clothes, he rent his clothes, they turned around to his back. He didn't want to be, make it too obvious. He went there and he said the following. At Elim, the Malachim, Umatsukim, and the strong Tzadikim here, Ochzuba Oren they're all grabbing a hold of the of this holy ark. But I want you to know that not at Elim is Hamatsukim. It seems that this time the Malachim won over the Tzadikim here. The Nishba Oren Hakodesh and the Oren Hakodesh was taken. 
Amrulah said, so Noch Nafshe, they didn't see the Kriya on him. He said, Noch Nafshe, let me pass away. Amrulah said to them, after Kamalitu, Anilah coming, I never said it, you guys said it. So this way he didn't breach the Shvua. Bishas, Ptirosa, and on the other hand, they were able to say, because nobody told them for a fact, they just surmised. When Rabbi Ford passed away, he took his ten fingers and he traced them upwards. You know that I worked so hard with my ten fingers in the Torah and I did not have any personal pleasure. I feel even the most minimal amount. I wish before you that I should go peaceful in my final resting place. Yotzah Baskavon, my voice from heaven rang out and said, Yovah Yishalom, come, come uh, in peace, Yonuchu al-Mishkevaisim, and rest on their, um, I guess, beds, resting places. Now, Lechayda, why is in plural? He's talking only to one person. Al-Mishkavcha b'Bayla, she said, your resting place, what do you mean their resting places? So this supports Mesayel al-Chiva Gamla, this supports al-Chiva Gamla. This great tzaddik is about to enter. So he says to them, Let all the tzaddikim leave Gan Eden and come and greet this tzaddik. And they all say to this tzaddik, they say, Come. With peace, after they said that, these tzaddikim go back to their resting place. That's why it's written in plural. When a tzaddik leaves this world, one of them says, Come in peace. You always went in the straight path. And says Come in peace and rest in your resting places. When the Russia leaves this world, the flip side is that the three groups of the Malachim who are going to punish him uh, go to greet him. One of them says, Ain Shalom, there is no peace. Hashem says to the Shalim, Shalim. And the Achas, the other one says, the other one says to him, that you should be sad, that in sadness you will be, you will, you will die. But the other one says, the other puzzle word says, you should go down, you should lie down, with all those who are uncircumcised, all those who are blocked. In other words, you're in Russia, and therefore that's where you're going to end up. Okay, next Mishnah. So we're continuing to learn about Amana, her rights, and you know, she can claim Mazenas to be provided for and Aksuva. Now, there's going to be a difference whether she remains in the husband's property or whether she remains at home. Now, we, she cannot force the, the Yusayman to take care of her when she remains at home, but if they, they agree, no problem. So she remains at home, and, and they, they're providing you with food. The question is, is there a statute of limitations when it comes to the Ksuba? We said, look, if you haven't claimed your Ksuba by this and this point, you, that's it, you forfeit the Ksuba or not. We have two opinions, Rameh and the Chachamim. We know the rule is something about 25 years. We don't know what's, what's the reason behind 25. 25 years elapsed from the death of a husband and she doesn't claim the Ksuba, she forfeits the Ksuba. But we don't know what they did 25 years is. Is it because after 25 years, that means she forgoes the ksuba? 
She's Michael the Ksuba, that's the reason why. And then we're going to make a difference whether it's it's a, it's it's in her husband's house that she lives in or in her own family, or is it because over the years she must have taken things, you know, and given it to other people as gifts and so on. So she accumulated enough uh, presents and everything else that she equivalent amount of her ksuba, and therefore she as if she got paid out. And again, there's a difference where she's living, as the Mishnah will explain. Tell the Mishnah. As long as she's living with her family, there's no statute of limitations, and, and she can always collect her ksuba because according to Rameir, we believe that, that over the years, the aggregate of every, all the presents she gave equals her ksuba. But if she's not living in, 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 her, uh, in, her, in her husband's estate, she's living at home, she wouldn't have taken anything, and therefore... There's no statute of limitation of Xuba. But if she's living in her husband's estate, then he has a cap of 25 years. She yesh bechov heishani within 25 years, definitely should tass a toive kinevik zavasa. Surely the, the cumulative, um, I guess the, the, the aggregate of all the gifts that she gave out would have been equal to her Xuba, as if she got paid out. Divir Amir. Sha'ama, who says the name of Rav Shimon Gamliel. However, say no. It has to do with whether she was Michael, whether you know there's a statute in, in Australia, you have a seven-year statute of limitations for debts. So um, they were giving 25, we'll be very generous. But that's it. After that, we say, you're Michael. So Chachami say, cold man, she based by she's living in her husband in her husband's estate, she can collect the so forever. Why? Maybe she's embarrassed to um to ask from Azana and being so nice, that they're kind to her, they're providing for her all the time. So Therefore, the reason why she didn't ask for Ksuba, not because she's Michael, but because she's embarrassed. But if she's in her father's place, she's not getting any favors from them. If she didn't ask for the Ksuba within 25 years, that means she forgave them. But if she's in her father's house, she can collect the Ksuba. Sorry. But if she's living in her father's house, she only has 25 years. Mesa, she dies. So the Yarshim take over, and now they're given 25 years. All they have to do is mention, they don't have to go to court. They just have to tell the orphans, by the way, we're still here, and one day we're going to come and collect our children. And from that day, we have 25 years. Now, now the mother, she's alive, she collects the children. We learned before that she had the Amana has to swear that she didn't get paid out by the husband. So the, it must be talking about a case which she already swore before she died, so that the children can inherit that right. Because if she did not swear yet, the children that inherit uh, a debt that they have to swear for, which they can't, that means they cannot collect. I don't understand the logic in Rameir. You're telling me that over 25 years, if she lives in the husband's estate, the aggregate of all the gifts that she gave would equal the ksuba. I can so tell me, Aniya Shabi Israel, if your husband was very poor, Adesil Khamashanam, 25 years is, is, is the aggregate of all the presents. Well, Marta Basbaisis is a very wealthy lady called Marta Basbaisis. Ad also 25 years. How is that possible that it's, 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 there's a uniform date of 25 years when it, it should be really, every person is different. There's a famous saying, according to the camel, that's the kind of package you have. In other words, a poor person gives very small gifts, so the aggregate takes 25 years to accumulate the amount of the uh, A wealthy person gives much larger gifts. It commensurate to her status, her socioeconomic status, and therefore it takes also 25 years to equal the amount on the ksuvah. We ask a question, so according to the rabbis, any uh, one day less than 25 years, she can collect the entire ksuvah. And then otherwise, she foregoes it. But according to Rameh, the idea is that she's, she's giving away gifts. It takes 25 years to reach the full amount. What happens if she collects the ksuvah year number 10? 
do we deduct anything from the Ksuda because of these gifts that she uh, that she handed out or no? Until, uh, until 25 years, we don't deduct anything. The moment 25 years elapse, she forfeits the entire Ksuda. Which way is it? Do we do pro rata or not? Take them. Not clear. The, uh, the, the, a day more than 25 years, she foregoes the ksuba, she's Michael. I don't understand the logic. If she comes one minute before sunset on the land, the final day of 25 years, she collects her ksuba. But one minute later, after the sunset, like Gavya, she doesn't collect the ksuba. Tell me, what, in those two minutes that said she was Michael? 25 years elapsed, a minute ago, no, but now, yes. Amalei said to him, in, yes. Call, we already had it previously as well. Call mid Whenever the Chachamim make a ruling, can he? They're exact. We cannot say, oh, what's the difference? A little bit, an inch here, a little bit here. For example, we know that you need 40 saw in a mikveh to go to the mikveh. And Baboim saw Chasa Kurtiv, one drop is missing, and the mikveh is ineffective. You can argue what's one drop. So, just like when it comes to measurements, which can be measured, we say that this is the word of and it's not debatable, and this is how it stands, and it's not a fluid thing. So, the same thing applies also when the Chachamim make rule about people's mind and how it works. If they said 25 years, it's exactly 25 years. And one second later, far found, too late. Says the Gemara further. Once Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yesi, uh, said before Rabbi, he said, Name is Father Rabbi Yesi. When do we say this? When is all this said? If she does not, when do we say that she forgoes her ksuba? Only if she does not have the document in her hand. If she still retained the document of the ksuba, that even 40 years later, we're going to say she, she wasn't Michael, because if she was a Michael, she would have ripped up the ksuba. The fact that she still has the ksuba in her hand means she was not Michael. She can always collect. That's the view of Rab. Comes along Rabbi Loza and he says, No. Even if she's still holding on to the document, she only has 25 years, and after that we say she was Michael. She didn't bother ripping up the ksuva, and, and, but she uh, was Michael. Okay, let's see. Masiv and Abshashin. has a question. It says, Balchayv is, is unique, that he can collect. In Jewish law, if somebody owes you a debt, there is no such thing as a statute of limitations. It can be 40 years later, you can still collect that debt. Unless you were, you know, clearly Michael, but otherwise you have every right to collect it. So said about even if he never mentioned the, the, the loan for years and years and years, but uh, I guess he, he caught up with you one day, 40 years later, he can collect. And, and we're saying about as opposed to a widow. Now, and, and a widow, what a widow cannot collect after 25 years. Now, what's the case here? Hey, what are you talking about? Either the Balchayv does not have any document to corroborate the, his loan in the Maigavi. On what basis is he collecting them? Though? The other guy says, not true. Ella the Nakhishtar, it must be he's holding on a document. And yet it says here, when do we say there is no statute of limitations? Only by Balchayv. Who the law Because you don't automatically assume that he was Michael because he had a loss. He, he, 
he personally took out money from his pocket, lent to that person. So therefore we say, as, as long as we did not hear him utter the words, I am Michael, you, we're going to say that, you know, he has a loss, he has every right to collect it back. Um, but when it comes to Almana, when it comes to Almana, it seems, even though she has the document in her hand, that she, that she is Michael, which is like Rabbi Lazar, a question on Rav. And by Almana, she doesn't really have the same kind of a loss as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a lender. A lender took money out of his pocket and lent it to somebody. So now if you don't get paid back, you have a loss. Almana, the, the, the ksuba is all a benefit. It's all uh, like a profit. You didn't invest any money. And therefore, there we are more readily accept, uh, I guess, uh, assume that if a long period of time elapsed, she probably was money. Anyway, what we see from here is that even if there's a star, otherwise, what's the contrast to a Bachoy? He asked the question, but then he turned around and he answered. No, maybe Rab is right. The only time we say that she is Michael is if she's not holding a star, a document in her hand. So, what's the contrast to Bachoy? The borrower says, I know I owe you money, I just didn't have any money to pay you, even though it's 40 years later. So, he doesn't need a document. If the borrower admits that he owes the money and the lender is asking the money, you don't need a document and they're asking a shayla, is there a statute of limitation? The answer is no. But when it comes to Analmana, if she has no document, we say 25 years later, she was Michael. But if she still retains the ksula, she can collect it forevermore. Says the Gemara, but that's another question. You said, again, a grusha has the same stage of Al-Khayb. There's no statute of limitations. She can always collect it. So it's only in Almana that we say, because she was taking care of all of these years, so I guess she, she got something in return. She's prepared to be Michael after 25 years. And again, we're drawing a contrast between a grusha and a Al-Khayb as opposed to an Almana. Hey, what are you talking about? If it's not holding Suva, how could the grusha collect? The Grusha is holding on to Ksuba, and yet we say that she is not Michael, as opposed to what Amanda is. So we see that even if the Ksuba is in the hand, we still assume after 25 years she was Michael. The Grusha is not Michael. Amanda is Michael. No, we're talking about here where the husband agrees or admits that he did not pay out the Ksuba yet to the divorcee. And if by divorcee we say there's no statute of limitations, but by Amanda, because she was taken care of and she's provided for Mazainus, that she is Michael. We're continuing still the discussion about whether you have to have a psalm in hand or not. So Nachman, the son of Yitzchak, said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Kozen, son of Kozen, the Masnit of the Bay Bar Kozen, the Bryces that were studied in the Yeshiva Bar Kozen, and as follows, the widow is demanding Kozen, then the moment she demands it, we start to count again 25 years. And if she happened to have a ksuba in her hand, then there's no mechila whatsoever, which this supports Rav. Send a letter to Nachman, the son of Yaakov, again, we're continuing talking about the same subject, and he asked him the following question, teach me. Do, are they still arguing if she has the ksuba in her hand? And the Chachamim say that she is Michael after 25 years, even though she still has the ksuba in her hand. Or 
the, the, the discussion, Rabban and Rameir, only when there's no Ksuvah coming in her hand, and Rabban says she's Michael, but if she has a Ksuvah in her hand, she's never Michael. And then, whichever way he said, who's Allah like the Chacham Rameir? Shalachal, he answered it back. Like Rav, that this whole discussion that we assume she was Michael only if she does not have a ksuba in her hand. But if she has a ksuba in her hand, she can collect the ksuba forever. The Allah is like the word of the Chacham. That what that has to do with Mechila, and that's why the difference between if she's at home. In 25 years, she's Michael, but she's living in her husband's estate because they're so kind to her and take care of her. It doesn't mean that she's Michael, she's just too embarrassed to ask for her ksuvah. This whole thing over here is only talking about that when we say that 25 years she's Michael, it's only the hundred and two hundred dollars because that is a law. And she forgoes that. Abel Tosef is Yeshua, but any addition, which is like a gift, she's not Michael that, and there's no statute of limitations for that. Even the additions, it's all part of the Ksuva, and if she's Michael, one part of the Ksuva, she's Michael, the entire Ksuva. Everything that's incorporating the Ksuva has the same status as the Ksuva. And if she for, for, forgives the Ksuva itself, the one $200, then she also forgives all the additional gifts. Itma nam, we learned, Amar Ababa, Ababa said, Amar Abhunan, the name of Abhunan, Amar Ab, the name it's only the hundred two hundred dollars. But she is entitled to the, the extra. This is like um, the first opinion we have here that she's entitled to the extra. <clears throat> so Rabhuna here is not ruling. Rabhuna here is ruling not like Rav. So um, so Rav Abba says Rabhuna. Is that what Rav really said? <clears throat> Um, that or that um, that she only forgoes the one or two hundred dollars, but she's not forgoing uh, um, she's not forgoing the the rest. He doesn't agree. Rab does not agree with Rabbi Are you trying to silence me by asking me this question? Did Rab really say that? Or Ashkin Kamel? Oh, are you so pleased with this word that you want to give me a coffee or a drink of chayim? Ishtikin come in. I want to silence you because it doesn't make sense. Rabbi Yechenin is right, and I'm sure Rabbi agrees with Rabbi Yechenin that every part of the Ksuvah is all part of one of the same Ksuvah. She's Michael part of it, she's Michael all of it. So the mother-in-law of Ravchia Adich, Ravchia, the one who either lived a long life or the one who was tall. And uh, his mother-in-law happened to be also his sister-in-law. Intis His mother-in-law was a sister-in-law. He married the daughter of his of his sister-in-law, but not from his, not the daughter of his brother. She must have had a child from a previous marriage, and she married his brother. So now, his mother-in-law became his sister-in-law, and then Balmona the race of the other. Then her husband died, and I guess they collect all that. But her husband died, and he inherits his brother, and uh, she is living at her own family. And what he did was He continued to provide food for her. For 50, uh, 25 years, the Beinosha at her family home. The then she says to him, Havli Mazayna, continue giving me Mazaynas. Omalay, less Lach Mazayna, you're not entitled to Mazaynas because Mazaynas having to provide food for the widow is part of the Ksuba. But since 25 years elapsed, you're Meichel the Ksuba, you're Meichel the Ksuba, 
you're also Michael continuation of Mizainus. So she says, have like Suva. If you're not giving Mizainus, give him like Suva. It's all gone because 25 years elapsed. She took him to a din before Rabba Bashel. Omar lay, so Rabba said, Tell me, Emily, easy goofed of the Hechava, tell me how this whole thing, how we led up to this point. Omar lay, so he said, I continued to feed her for 25 years while she lived in her family home with her parents. I swear in your name, He's saying to Rabbi Shela that I personally carried every day the basket on my shoulder with food to take care of. So I, I did the right thing for 25 years. So Rabbi Shela said, in that case, she was not Moichel Luxuba. She was not Moichel. She's entitled to Luxuba. And why is that? Amalek, um, he said to her, what, what was the reason that Rabbi said that cold man Sheba based by She's living in her husband's estate or her dead husband's estate. She collects it so forever. There's no cap, there's no statute of limitations. What's the reason? That means we say, the reason why she never asked for the Ksuba is she was embarrassed. They were so kind to her. They're not offering, she's not going to ask. If this guy is schlepping, it's even more, even harder. You have to schlep all the way to her house, bring her food every single day for 25 years. She's way too embarrassed to, you know, to end this relationship. Say, so give him excellent. The late Torah. So therefore, she was never Michael. Go ahead and give her her um, her Loy Ashkech. He refused to listen. They made out there's a special kind of like you get the sheriffs involved to see some property to pay out whatever he owes. So he wrote a draft of this, this kind of document that says we're going to seize the property from you to pay out her ksuli. Also, the came before Rava. This guy came running to another bezin to say he's unhappy. Did you see what happened? Did you see how Rabbi Bashela ruled against me? So Rava said, No, he's right. Now, this woman was obviously a big a Tamil Chach. Omra, she, she turned around to Robert and said, okay, so you're ruling now that I'm entitled to my, I'm entitled to this property and this Adrachta is a proper Adrachta that you can seize property. So, it's, it's, you know, the, meanwhile, with all these hassles, time has gone by and he's continuing to eat the produce of the land. I am entitled to the produce, so I want him to pay me for all the produce that he benefited from since the, the time of the drachta. Amrla, she said, He should return to me all the produce that he benefited from from the day that the drachta was written until today. Until today. Now, even though Rabbi personally held that it's not from when you write the drachta that she's entitled to it, but rather after the 30 days of, you know, making this, uh, all the signage about the auction, everything else, or six days of the signage. But uh, Robert wasn't really interested in, uh, in the prayer, telling her that she's wrong because it wasn't that relevant in this case. So then Robert said, you know, before we talk about the produce, let me just see this contract because if, if the contract is not written correctly, then the whole drachta is worthless. Let me see. Chazi, he saw the Lavikosaba was one line missing. And because what happened was the, the surviving brother um, had his own properties, and now he inherited from his brother. But which properties are the ones that are encumbered to the Ksuva? It's only the ones that he inherited from his brother. So Anna Drachta should have said, we're going to seize the fields that belong to the, to the young man who passed away. 
But otherwise, the, as drachta, general drachta, and all the fields, that's not right because there's, there's no encumbrance on on Shimon's personal fields. It's only on the fields that he took over from his brother, and that line is missing. He saw that because it wasn't written there. and that these properties that belong to the deceased, Inun. Uh, are the ones that are encumbered to the ksula. He forgot to write that. Oh my law. So Robert turns to this woman and said, the drachta was not drafted correctly. So she said, okay, imagine drachta is not here. Forget this, uh, the, this document. But when they stopped, the auction was over and the, the, the property was, uh, was, was there now declared a certain value, we worked out a value. From that day, at least, any produce that he ate from that day onward belongs to me. Amala, he said, Hanimili, you're right. Only if there was never a document written. There's a document written and there was an error in it, less lumber. We do not follow the rule that after the, 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 the days of announcing uh, the produce belongs to the property is already considered yours. Sorry, because we're relying on the drachta, but the drachta is flawed. Omla, she said, you yourself yourself hold, believe that let's say if a lender forgot to write in the contract, I'm lending you the money and all your properties are encumbered. We say it doesn't matter because we know, we, we assume that nobody's going to lend money unless they have some kind of security. So even though you didn't write it, it's it's a mistake. The safer forgot to put it in. doesn't matter. So same thing here. Rabbi Bashel made an innocent mistake. And he meant the properties that are uncovered and, and, and leave it for B. It should be a good, uh, uh, what do you call it, document. Amla Rav, Rav said, no. Sometimes we, we, we say, yes, the safer made an error, but not in this case. He, Rabbi Bashel actually made a mistake. He, he, he misunderstood the halacha, and therefore when he wrote it, he actually meant to write exactly what he wrote. He meant that all the properties are encumbered. And therefore, that kind of mistake we cannot tolerate. When we say there's no mistake happening, he just left it out. He forgot to put it in. But here he actually made a mistake. And why is that? He thought, he thought, Hani Bahani He thought, look, at the end of the day, all the properties belong to Shimon. So it doesn't really matter whether the property of that originally was Rubain's or the property that was originally was Shimon's. Whatever it is, it's only a certain value, and that value goes to this woman. Mali Mahani, Mali Mahani, what's the difference? But the lawyer, there's a big difference, and the difference is as follows. If you have cunning, sly, um, unscrupulous, uh, you say him, what they will do is as follows. Zimnin the Oslo Mishapko, they'll say to her, okay, here, you can have this field. It's a field that the quality wasn't very good. She thinks now the field belongs to her. She'll invest money and time and effort to improve the field. Then they'll go to the entire and they'll say that you say, hey, Sorry, we gave you the wrong field because this belongs to our father. This is not from your husband's estate. We're going to give you the other field. And meanwhile, they're going to leave the other field derelict and they haven't done anything with it. So they're going to cheat, use the system to get a free, to get free work and benefit in the property. And then imagine when people will say how the rabbis, you know, were, were hoodwinked and they didn't take care of this woman. So they'll give her a field and she'll improve it. With the Baila Mikasi and the, the real field that belongs to her, that belonged to her original husband, is going to leave derelict. It's going to just lie there. And then, but on my law, they'll say to her, Shkildidach. Then they'll say to her, Oh, sorry, it's a mistake. That's your field. And the Havli Didi, give us back the, the field that we gave you before, previously. But Osila Fukin Lazar Everybody's going to start murmuring 
about the, the bezin, how bezin is useless and incompetent and inept and so on and so forth. And we're up to now the last peric of Exodus. So another week we finish the beautiful peric. We're going to learn very nice Gemaras. Okay, have a good luck.